0: NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice begins now.
1: Hello, thanks for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore, the Communications Project Manager here at the National Cannabis Industry Association. Happy to introduce my guest today, Ed Keating from Cannabis Media. Ed has experience in general management as well as marketing and product management and a strong background in technology electronic information products. Welcome to the show,
2: Ed. Thank you, Bethany. I'm happy to be here today representing Cannabis Media.
1: Excellent. Um, You're based on the East Coast, is that right? That's
2: correct. Yeah, uh, I'm based here as well as the other co-founder and most of the rest of the team is spread nationwide.
1: Lovely, lovely. Well, uh, before we talk more about cannabis media, let's let's get to know more about you and your background and all the things that, uh, that you did prior to getting involved in this cannabis industry and movement.
2: Terrific. Well, uh, my early years were really in compliance publishing and software, and most of them were in what I'd call regulated markets. So I worked for Publishers like Commerce Clearinghouse, Walters Kluwer, Ed Gronline, companies that really built knowledge, compliance, data tools for professionals. A lot of the areas that I got to work in included securities, corporate and tax law, as well as areas like human resources, safety and environmental uh, content. So a, a lot of heavily regulated type industries. After that, I spent some time in strategy consulting where I helped a lot of companies, both big and small, build out new products, often in those same spaces, and then also spent a little bit of time running a division of a trade association that represented software and information companies. And as you said, a lot of my responsibilities included product management, marketing content, and new product development as well.
1: Wow. That's really a, a, a nice collection of skill sets. I think it's, you know, it's um, a, a lot of experience to pull from. Um, so I, I think, you know, bringing all those skills together is, is, it's like seeing five people in one from my perspective. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: yeah, I, I agree that the interesting thing for me is with those work experiences, I got to learn a lot about regulation compliance, and laws, as well as product development. Um, my last role was actually as a chief content officer for a regulatory publisher, and that's part of what led to the attraction of the cannabis industry, because it, as you know, is incredibly highly regulated with lots of rules and regulations. So that was really part of what was intriguing to me, and you know, one of the reasons why I co-founded Cannabis Media.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. I, um, compliance and regulations definitely are a good thing to know for being involved in cannabis for sure. And yeah, I was, my next question would be what, what brought you to cannabis? Was it a personal story or, uh, just felt like something you could move into?
2: It was something I felt I could move into, uh, I remember specifically when the light went on in my head, like there's an opportunity here. Uh, There was a radio program that was talking about uh, a vote in Florida, about moving toward a medical uh, marijuana program. And then they said something that really, you know, I'll never forget. They said, every state has different rules and regulations. And as somebody who spent all that time in legal publishing, I knew that that's really Uh, a type of situation where a solution is going to be needed because it's complicated and it's hard for operators to keep track of things. Um, One of the things you see when there's a patchwork of regulatory uh, schemes like that is that once you get above managing four jurisdictions, it's hard to do on your own. And that's when there might be opportunities to bring in products to help people Focus on that. So we felt with cannabis media, we could build useful solutions to really help the industry grow and comply.
1: Got it. Yeah, that's great. I mean, we need all the help we can get to keep up with, you know, going on 50 states any minute now, right? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, theoretically, right. there there will be some cohesive federal guidance at some point. Uh, but you're absolutely right. We're on a state by um, state state by state pattern right now. And, and that's okay for now. Um, So yes, so now you're with Cannabis Media, one of the Mm -hmm. co-founders. I'd like to learn more about what Cannabis Media does and what your day-to-day is and and what's going on with the company this year.
2: Absolutely, so in terms of my role, I'm the co-founder and I serve the role as chief data officer. So where I spend most of my time is managing our data science and research analysts. Uh, The way we have them set up is they're organized by states and they're responsible for keeping up to date on whatever is happening with cannabis and hemp licenses in those states. So we really give the, the analysts ownership over a geographic area so they can really develop great expertise. And that helps our clients, customer service, our sales team, etc. And the way we look at the country, Bethany, is that as states come on board, we grade them as whether they're Volatile, active, stable, in-process, or prohibition for the states that haven't gone that way. Right. And that, for us, really determines, are they issuing a lot of licenses, and are they doing it on a predictable or an unpredictable basis? So I try and give each of the analysts a mix so that they're not trying to keep track of, let's say, California and Oklahoma at the same time, which would be uh, untenable. Um, and then, Two course-
1: entirely different worlds there, for sure. Yeah,
2: yeah indeed, <laughs> indeed. So, um, so and, and in terms of managing the data, we really work hard to work with the regulators and the team to keep everything up to date. And then we've got you know, really a four-part approach for keeping our data up to date and fresh. Um, so where we like to start is with the state, uh, we get as much information as we can from the states that have programs, because if you think about it, when a state grants you a license, it's in some ways, it's, it's it's a contract or it's a relationship. And it's up to both parties to keep that information current because the regulator wants to know who they have in their state and the license holder, you know, like many NCIA members, you know, want to make sure that they're compliant too. So we start with that data. Then my researchers enhance that by doing research to find other information that we can add to that to make it uh, clearer. We then follow up with phone calls to get still more data. And then finally, we've been um, working with license holders to have them actually update the, uh, the information that we have and, and claim their licenses. So it's a four part process now that uh, we think keeps our data current and you know helps everybody uh, know who's in the industry
1: that's really interesting i kind of like that there's some checks and balances in there of cross-referencing information as well really useful awesome thanks for explaining that as well Mm -hmm. Uh, we're going to take our first commercial break um, but we'll be right back to talk more with ed from cannabis media about the cannabis industry so stay tuned we'll be right back
0: ncia's cannabis industry voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors
3: Doc Rob, the concierge for better living. Cannabis is just
0: one of the many great plants that we have on this planet called Earth that we can use consciously
3: and intelligently to improve our well-being. Take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life.
0: Learning to live and live well is a lifelong process. This is a journey. It could be you could be 80 years old or 8 years old. You can still learn something that's going to make tomorrow a little bit healthier, a little bit easier, a little bit happier, a little bit better.
3: The concierge for better living with Doc Rob. Only on cannabisradio.com.
0: Candid, captivating, compelling. Welcome to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina. Welcome got to again. Cannabis
1: Conf... Oh, you got me again. All right. I got you, again.
0: you got me again.
1: Welcome to Cannabis okay. Confidential. Ah! <laughs> hey, we did it. We did it. Welcome. I have the coolest guest
0: today. You guys already know. The one and only Tommy Chong. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Cannabis Confidential.
3: The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc.
0: Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's cannabis industry voice only on CannabisRadio.com
1: all right we're back on ncia's cannabis industry voice on cannabis radio i'm your host bethany moore chatting with ed keating from cannabis media uh so let's let's dive in and talk more about a report that your company just published about cannabis point of sale software which is definitely a topic between metric and all this all the seed to sale tracking and all the different programs that are being used for those who are working in the retail and dispensary side of things. So you put this report out, what what can people expect to learn overall in this this report?
2: Yeah, we spoke to a lot of dispensaries and retailers, uh, over 2000 of them in fact, and there were a lot of key points that came out and I'll share a couple of the highlights. First off, we found that there were 68 unique of sale vendors in this uh, study from this time, and that was up 58% from the numbers we found only seven months ago. So it's really a big market. There's a lot of players still in it. However, it's very highly concentrated. There's a handful of companies that include Biotrack, GreenBits, FlowHub, MJ Freeway, and Indica Online that account for 68% of the market. Mm -hmm. So that means that the other 63 vendors are fighting for essentially 32% of the market. So it's very top heavy in in that way. So that, and that has continued from the first report we did. One of the other big points I'd share is that we're seeing a few more, what I'd call name brand companies being used in the point of sale function. So companies like NCR, NetSuite, Salesforce are being used by some companies, mm-hmm. and and they join uh, companies like uh, Quicken that we have seen in our in our first report. So those were three of the interesting points that you know really sort of jumped out at me in terms of um, key findings.
1: Interesting. So so to the first point you made, you're talking about companies like BioTrack and MJ Freeway that have been in the market for several years. Right. Do you think they're top heavy? because of their longevity at this point. Is is that a factor?
2: I think that's a great point. Uh, as, as they were able to get into these initial states and, it, and as you look at where their market share is, it certainly is in a lot of those key first states. So they uh-huh. did really get that first mover advantage. What's interesting as we look into states like Oklahoma that have come on more recently, there you see a different mix of vendors. So mm-hmm. Indica Online had 20% share, Biotrack was at 13%, and Cova at 11%. So uh, definitely a different mix, but the, the key players were still doing well, even in the new market. So uh, I think they certainly benefit from a, uh, an advantage, as you described.
1: Got it. Got it. And and by brand name, you mean more household name companies are coming into this space now that they've decided the waters water is not so scary. Right. Yeah, <laughs> there might exactly. be a few sharks,
2: but I mean the the way we like to describe it, at cannabis media when we talk to people is: are they kinda curious or are they kinda serious? And I think some of these companies are starting to cross that line and to be, as you described, yeah, okay, the waters are worth testing out now. So so we'll give it a shot and, and see. So. It's still early days, but some of those companies are pretty big and uh, powerful, and it'll be curious to see how they uh, move in, in the coming months and years.
1: Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I love the canna-curious versus canna-serious. I think I'm going to have to hashtag that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, so... Anyone in our industry who holds one of these licenses to operate, these coveted licenses, <laughs> mm. um, they, they surely have a lot on their, on their plates trying to manage everything and wear a million hats from the compliance oversight to the regular day-to-day operations and managing people and inventory and everything in between. So I get that, I understand cannabis media has, has a new tool. in partnership with us here at NCIA, that we're going to offer to license holders. So this is a great opportunity to talk about that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, And thanks for the chance to discuss it. So as you described, it is a complex environment that the license holders have to operate in. I was at one conference and heard where in California, they brought together cannabis entrepreneurs and wine entrepreneurs to see if they could you know, work, way work together. And the wine people said, your industry is way too regulated for us to even think about that. And they want <laughs> us not doing anything. So, you know, we realize that there are challenges here. So what we've done is we've created a, a program where we're offering complimentary licensed database subscriptions to cannabis license holders, because we think there's a couple needs that can be met by having easy to use data. So one is to help people build relationships with other license holders that they might not know about. And two, and this is the key one, help people verify that the other party is licensed. And we saw this come through in California where Lori Ajax talked a lot about that during her tours, saying that you need to work with other licensed people or you put your license at risk. And that's true in a lot of states. So any way that we can help promote collaboration and help these license holders find each other, we think will be great so that they can really complete their supply chains and, and vet those potential partners so that they can you know really build out their business safely and protect that valuable license that you described earlier, mm-hmm. because nobody wants to put that at risk.
1: Totally. So So the license holders are typically three or four categories. We've got the retail dispensary side, we have the cultivation side, and then we have the manufacturing processing side. And then yep. also in some cases, the analytical labs require a license as well because they handle the plant. So, so this is what you mean by completing your supply chain is it's, I mean, maybe also connecting with your competitors, you know, the dispensary right. across town, but, but also looking at new edibles manufacturers or, um, you know, two or three testing labs so you can find the one right for you. Is, is that kind of the idea there?
2: Those are absolutely spot on use cases. And and that's how we see people using it. When we launched this product years ago, it was for business competitive and sales intelligence. And now we sort of see it for license intelligence. Who can I be working with? Who's near me? Who, Who are my competitors so that I can really get a view of this marketplace that I'm in within this state? So, you know, we're excited as people start to learn who they're, partners are and really uh, make those connections. I mean, it's really similar to what a trade association does of bringing buyers and sellers together often. I mean, we're trying to foment that. If you think about California, for example, there are three different regulators who issue licenses. So if you're a dispensary owner, you may have to go look at three different places to try and find it. And what we've done is just aggregated it all together and you can find all the licenses that Bethany has, and it's just a lot easier. I
1: have all the licenses, (laughs) personally, (laughs) all of them. Uh, So so users, license holders will have access to this, and then they can find contact information, and what other types of information would they be able to access?
2: So typically it's like license, um, you know, one license number. What kind of license do they have, uh, and what other licenses do they have? We work Mm. very hard, and the the research team tries to figure out, uh, you know, what other licenses do people have and maintain? Because in some cases they may have, they may be fully vertically integrated and sometimes Mm -hmm. it's the same name, sometimes it's a different name. So we work really hard to try and stitch that together so that people can get a complete view of the information about um, the license holders.
1: That is such good information. And even us as the National Association, um, there are parent companies and partner companies. And um, it, it, is, it is an interesting thing to watch over the years. I've, it's almost six years now I've been at NCIA to see company names change or merge. And trying to keep up with that just for our own membership database information is definitely a challenge. So I can, I can get that. That's great. Awesome to know. Um, well, in, in just a second, we're going we're gonna to take our last commercial break here um, and come back. But um, is there anything else listeners need to know who are NCIA members and license holders about this tool? Um, and is what, what is the name of the
2: tool? Um, it's really the, it's, it's our license database. So it's our standard, um, standard product. We, we refer to them as like free regional accounts. So that's how it be referenced in any brochures or on our website. And we just have people come and claim them. And it's a very simple process to essentially unlock information about the license holders in their state. So uh, the other thing they can do on this, and this is a key point, is they can also review products to help the community. So what products are you using? And we're finding that that's an interesting way to you know, learn who is strong in a particular area. So it's still early days on that information, but it's a way for the community to share information with each other in terms of what they're using. So it's a pretty easy way to just go in, uh, claim your license, and then you can start searching and, and researching.
1: Huh. So a little bit of interactivity and forum, uh, right. share going on. Got it. Cool. All right. Well let's take that commercial break and then we'll come back and finish our chat with Ed Keating of cannabis media. Stay tuned.
0: NCIA's cannabis industry voice will return once we give a
3: voice to our sponsors. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart. Where is it? Not that kind of pot. produce the results that cbd is producing in the animals that we are testing on
0: it's a dog's life with angela ardellino only on cannabis radio
3: the national cannabis industry association's third annual california cannabis business conference takes place october 8th and 9th in long beach california Register today at CaliforniaCannabisBusinessConference.com and take part in the only industry trade show focusing solely on the California market hosted by the cannabis industry's only national trade association. NCIA's California Cannabis Business Conference brings together thousands of cannabis industry leaders, policymakers, and entrepreneurs to discuss California-specific regulations, market trends, policy, advocacy, and research. The California Cannabis Business Conference will also feature over 60,000 square feet of expo floor, showcasing over 200 exhibits. Make your plans now for NCIA's third annual California Cannabis Business Conference, October 8th and 9th in Long Beach, California. Register today at CaliforniaCannabisBusinessConference.com. That's CaliforniaCannabisBusinessConference.com.
0: Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com.
1: All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. This is your host, Bethany, chatting with Ed Keating from Cannabis Media. And we just shared in the last segment uh, a tool that we're offering to NCIA members who are license holders. Um, to get more information, uh, and that's being offered through our partnership with Cannabis Media. So look out for information about that coming soon. Um, So, Ed, to change subjects just a little bit here before we uh, start to wrap up the show – NCIA's 10-year anniversary is coming up next year in 2020, as we were founded in 2010. And we're pretty excited because a lot's happened. And we are asking NCIA members to not only reflect back on all the progress this industry has made that we have made in the last 10 years that brought us to where we're at today, but then also on top of that, Look in your crystal ball to the next 10 years, and what do you see there, or what do you hope for, or what are your thoughts around where it's going? So, I'm curious your response to that.
2: Well, it's congrats- a big one. Big yeah, question. it is. It is. It's, it's, it's the essay question. Um, yeah. Congratulations <laughs> on 10 years. That is really a remarkable accomplishment.
1: Almost yes. there next year. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, still, I mean, yes. in this industry, you know, we used to joke about dog years, you know, dog years, exactly. And, yep. and in this industry, I, th- I think it's even even more rapid. And just to, you know, that the association has, a, you know, the presence of mind to to start that early and really promote the growth of a responsible, responsible and legitimate cannabis industry is, is amazing. It. And the fact that you focused on sort of those key vectors of change, social, economic, legal, all all the key pieces that really, uh, and it's only an association can do well. So for for us, it, it was a great resource and help because we used to be the can of curious people back in 2014, 2015 <laughs> as we were trying to figure out what was going on. Um, and NTA has really been a valuable part of that journey and an important investment for us. So uh, you know, now we're definitely in the can of serious camp and you know we appreciate it, and CIA has and continues to bring the industry along. In terms of what's coming up and, and, and what's next, you know what we see, you know, we, we look at licenses a lot, we're data nerds and we're starting to see additional complexity happening there as different states come up with different schemes. So there's the on-site consumption licenses. We're seeing uh, more uh, interest in people trying to understand tribal licenses. There's all that going on. Oh yeah. The the other piece that we hear a lot about is um, what's going to happen with, of all things, CBD. Uh, mm-hmm. I think some people see that license threshold as lower. And at a lot of uh, conferences, we hear people asking more and more about that. So I'm curious as to how that's going to play going forward as people Mm -hmm. try and figure this out. Um, Right now, we found one state that is already regulating CBD retailers. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty fascinating because even h- hemp-based CBD
1: products is correct. what we're saying. if, if there's yes. below .03 THC or whatever, right? Exactly.
2: And, yeah. and so, so what does that mean for the industry, and 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 how will that impact you know the issues that you know NCIA and Canada's media and and the rest of the membership um, you know will have to contend with going forward? Uh, as as I, I see that segment really raising a lot of questions uh, in the coming months, let alone the coming ten years.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, those those are some, some great questions and insights to pose for the future as well. So we're all in this together and we'll we'll see when we get there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, so yeah, we just have a minute or two left here on the show. Um, our our next major conference coming up, uh, look forward to seeing you guys there, hopefully at the yep. California Cannabis Business Conference. It is October 8th and 9th in Long Beach, California, and the website to register for that is California Cannabis Business Conference.com. and of course by the time this episode airs it'll be in the middle of September so we're halfway through our Cannabis Caucus regional networking series as well um, so there's the big conferences you can go to for two or three days or you can come to these really nice evening networking receptions that we host across the country uh, so for more information about that head to NCIA's website thecannabisindustry.org slash events and our whole event calendar is there. The Cannabis Caucuses are complimentary for NCIA members and they're kind of exclusive too. We sometimes will allow a few people who aren't members yet to come check it out, Um, but the Other events that we host are the industry socials. Those are also complimentary for NCIA members, but uh, those that are looking to get into the industry can also purchase a ticket to attend. And all that is on our website on the events page. Uh, So I definitely recommend listeners check that out. Um, So we have uh, just run out of time here, just chatting away. But uh, thank you so much for being on the show, Ed, with Cannabis Media and Where Can Listeners? find out more about Cannabis Media? Uh,
2: the easiest way to find out is to go to our website and that's cannabis.c a n n a b i z dot media, M-E-D-I-A and you can get all your questions answered. Excellent.
1: Well, thanks so much for being on the show and thanks for chatting about this new tool uh, that we're partnering up to offer to NCIA member license holders. It'll be, it'll be a great tool, I think, for our, for our members. So thank you again for being on the show and thanks to everyone for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. Until next time.